name is Sherry Wilson, and I'm here to fill your ears with the best business content I can give you while you work out, commute, clean your house. Anything to help you work your biz like a boss. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Work Your Biz Like a Boss. We're going to be talking about self-compassion, positivity, silencing your inner critic, which is a challenge many of us face. This critical internal voice can often hinder our creativity, our productivity, and overall well-being. But recent research provides some valuable insights on how to quiet this inner critic and harness our true potential. I want to tell you of a recent practice I've taken up before I get to the science, and that is setting in solitude surrounded by beauty. It silences the inner critic, but don't be surprised if at first when you start this practice, you actually feel a little bit anxious because a lot of us are not used to sitting alone in our thoughts. But if you do it enough and you begin to take advantage of this practice, you'll actually not only silence your inner critic, but you'll also open up yourself to ideas and innovation and problem solving. So that's one of the best and easiest ways I have found to accomplish those goals. But one study suggests that rewiring our brains through behavior can play a significant role in silencing the inner critic. And so this involves recognizing when the inner critic is speaking, understanding its purpose, which is usually to protect us from perceived thoughts. That's what that criticism that we're basically doing to ourselves, that's what the the self-judgment is for, is it's to protect us from threats that we're not even facing. It's something that we're perceiving. And it doesn't make sense because we're, we've actually become the threat to ourselves more than anything we might be perceiving. And they also suggest that you have a different response that is more supportive and compassionate. Now, some nerdy science uh, that we've also got is um, creative flow can keep the inner critic quiet. And that's where that setting in your thoughts or setting in solitude and allowing that creative flow to start is really important and where it comes into play. So it means that Also, that when we're deeply immersed in a task that we enjoy and we find meaningful, the inner critic tends to be less active. So finding activities that will put you into this state of flow can be an effective way to silence it. Therapeutic approaches also show promise in working with the inner critic. So that involves awareness and acceptance rather than fighting against or trying to eliminate the inner critic. So by acknowledging that this is probably going to be something that we want to be aware of for the rest of our lives and understanding that the intention is to protect you, but again, it's actually harming you to a degree, you can learn to respond to it in healthier ways. What I like to do is I like to challenge thoughts. I like to challenge the narrative. If there's an inner critic that is bothering me, I need to get to the why. Is it something that I was told as a child? Is it a narrative I picked up from someone else or from society? A lot of times we form stories that are harsh and critical toward ourselves based on those types of things. 
stories that people have put on us or stories that we have made up, um, maybe out of past hurt or failure or perceived failure, or maybe even good things. Like, let's say that you start hanging out with a group of people and they have certain standards. Well, you might start feeling critical of yourself if you feel like they don't meet those standards. I know as a Christian, there's like ideas of what a wife looks like, a mother looks like, a husband looks like, marriage looks like, finances look like. And quite frankly, sometimes I find those things are actually not healthy, nor are they conducive to silencing the inner critic. A lot of times when we get involved in things that are faith-based, we can find ourselves being even more critical of ourselves. And quite frankly, Christianity was never meant to do that to people. So understanding the intentions, absolutely. Acknowledging it's going to be a part that we're always going to have to be aware of, absolutely. But go deeper and start challenging the stories, the narratives that you're believing about yourself. So it's not really possible to completely get rid of it, but learning to engage with your inner critic differently can be helpful. So behavioral changes, engaging in creative flow, having that solitude, therapeutic practices, it can all of these things can help you quiet it and foster a more supportive internal dialogue. So remember, Everyone has an inner critic. There's nothing wrong with you, nor are you unusual. And it may not be a bad thing either, because sometimes it can help us perfect uh, a project or not be, you know, happy with it because we know that we can do better. That's something that can be mistaken as criticism when actually you're challenging yourself. But when it begins to suck you of your creative power and your confidence, now you're in the inner critic. So learn to be aware of it. Learn how to interact with it in a way that helps you most in silencing its voice and its influence on you. Have you ever felt let down by a planner? Too many features you didn't need or not enough of the ones you did? Or maybe you're looking for a planner that goes beyond just organizing appointments and to-dos to actually help you design a life you love and achieve your goals. That's where my planners come in, designed specifically for your personality type. We have four different types, achiever, motivator, contemplator, and helper, each with a basic weekly layout to achieve your goals, but tailored to your specific needs. As an achiever, you'll get a happiness recipe while contemplators have decision-making worksheets. Motivators can keep track of their tasks and loved ones' needs, and helpers can learn to say no graciously and avoid negative self-talk. Our clients rave about these planners, with one telling me the other day, I can see that this planner is gonna help me reach my goals and design a life I love. So don't settle for a one-size-fits-all planner. Get one designed just for you and your unique personality. Go to personalityplanners.com, take the quiz, and find out which planner you need. I hope today's podcast gave you some actionable wisdom that you can do immediately for your business. I've got a lot more free training on my website at sherryannwilson.com. Sherry with an I and with an E. But before you go, please leave a kind review of this podcast. 
It's like giving me a hug in podcast world. Work Your Biz Like a Boss is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph? Joseph.